Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the Coptic month, Ba'una. And usually during this month we celebrate the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples. And as we pray during the distribution, the hymn of Asumin to Kiryu, let us pray the name of the Lord, we say he ascended into the heavens and send us the Paraclete. So during the four Sundays of Ba'una, the Church speaks to us about the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday we celebrated the Feast of Pentecost. So during these four Sundays of Ba'una, the Church speaks about the Holy Spirit. Today in the first Sunday is how to be filled by the Holy Spirit. We know that we receive the Holy Spirit in the sacrament of chrismation. After we are baptized, Abuna, through anointing us with the Holy Mayrun, also through laying of hands and the breath of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit. After many prayers, asking God to send the grace of the Holy Spirit upon the baptized person. In our life also, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it is only through prayers. In the Gospel of today from Luke chapter 11, the Lord asked the congregation, if your son asks you for bread, are you giving him a stone? They said to him, no. He said, if your son is asking for a fish, are you going to give him a serpent? They said, no. He asked them, if your son asks you for an egg, are you going to give him a scorpion? They said, no. He said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So He is telling us that the only way to receive the Holy Spirit and to be filled with the Holy Spirit is through prayer. As we give our children good gifts, if they ask for a bread or fish or egg, we don't give them stone or scorpion, or serpent. In the same way, when we ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit, He fills us with the Holy Spirit. A side note about the word, if you then being evil. Being evil means what? Means you are sinners. Being means has to do with your being, who you are being evil, sinner. Which actually means, when we are born, 
We are born sinners. We are born sinners with corrupted nature and also under the sentence of death. But in baptism, we are forgiven from our sins, as we say in the creed, we believe in baptism for the remission of sins, and also our nature is renewed and the sentence of death is removed. We are sinners because we were in Adam when he sinned. So we are born sinners, as the Lord says here, if you then being evil. And since we did not exist and participate with our own will in the sin of Adam, but just being in Adam who are born sinners, in the same way, in baptism, we receive the remission of sins without dying or without carrying the sentence of death, which is death. So as we participated in the sin of Adam, not willingly, in the same way, we receive the gift of the remission of sin freely. And St. Paul made this comparison very clear in Romans chapter 5. But I'm addressing this point because many people, they deny that we are born with the sin. They say you are born with the consequence of sin, not with the sin. But the Lord said here, if you then being evil, being sinners, which means we are born with the sin. Yes, we did not participate actually in eating from the forbidden tree. That's why we receive the gift of remission of sin freely in baptism. Let's go back to our point about the Holy Spirit. And the Lord confirmed to us that He will answer our prayer. If we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, He will answer our prayer. The first example, He told us, you are my children. And if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, in the same way, I, your father, will give you the Holy Spirit. God, the Father, will give us the Holy Spirit. That's why when he taught us how to pray, he taught us to address God the Father as our Father who art in heaven. He did not tell us, say, our Master or our Lord, although all these titles are true and accurate. But when he taught us how to pray, he told us, say, our Father who art in heaven, to be sure that he will answer our prayers. Also, in the same gospel, he gave another parable. He said, if you have a friend, and then this friend came to you in inconvenient time, at midnight. Why the Lord chose midnight? Because it is inconvenient time. And the person is resting during this time. And this friend asked him, and he told him, I need three loaves, because I have another friend has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to sit before him. So here actually, we have three friends. 
Friend A, who is resting with his family at midnight. Friend B, who hosted another friend, friend C, who came to him at midnight. And friend B doesn't have anything. He did not say to friend C, I don't have anything for you. You came too late. Just wait until the morning. No. He went and started to find food for friend C, which a sign of love, a sign of zeal. Yes, he will be embarrassed to go and knock on friend A at midnight, but he compromised his embarrassment in order to be hospitable to friend C. And what about friend A? The Lord said, even if friend A did not answer him because of the friendship, but he will answer him because of his persistence. He will say, friend B came to me at midnight, which means there is an urgent need. This persistence moved the heart of friend A to offer food or the, the three loaves to friend B to give it to friend C. So the Lord here is saying, if friends together are doing this, will not I do the same for you if you ask me and if you pray and knock on my door? That's why he said, and I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Ask knock, seek. And here we have to ask ourselves this question, what are we asking in our prayers? Sometimes we ask for material things, success, job, marriage, healing. All these are okay, nothing wrong. But if you don't ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, then our prayers are not complete. Our prayer is lacking a very important element because what we are going to benefit if we win the whole world and we lost our souls. And here another point in this gospel very important. It starts by after the Lord was praying his disciples came to him and told him Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Teach us to pray as John, John the Baptist taught his disciples. Which means that prayer should be taught. We parents should teach our children how to pray. Some school servants should teach their students how to pray. We clergy, we should teach our congregation how to pray. Prayer is communication with God in which we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness because all these things will be added to us. As the Lord told us, don't worry about what you eat, what you drink. Your heavenly father, know 
that you need all this. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So how and what we are teaching our children? Are we teaching them to be in connection with God? And when they pray, they ask for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and to be filled by the Holy Spirit in their life or not? Can we dedicate this whole week, we and our children and our families, when we pray to ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Can all of us, we do this as exercise, as spiritual homework based on the gospel of today? And we should be persistent in our prayer Trusting that God who told us, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. Last week there was a diocese mission trip into very, very poor villages in Upper Egypt. And I was with them and in one of the very, very poor villages. We asked the little children to color some uh, pictures and to write a prayer. And one little girl, what do you think she wrote in her prayer? She said, God built a church for us here in this village. That's all what she is concerned about. She's not concerned about money. She's not concerned about moving into a better house. She's not concerned about anything else. Her concern actually was just she wants a church in this village. Actually, all of us, the servants, the clergy, myself, when we read her prayer, it touched our heart. This actually, this girl taught us a lesson what to pray for. Not for the things of this world, but to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you as the Lord told us. The contentment that we saw in their lives, although they were living in a very, very, very poor areas, but they were very content and very grateful. That's why when they pray, they seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Another point in teaching our children how to pray, sometimes we make the decisions and our prayer is asking God to execute the decision. For example, God, I want this job. Let me move to this state grant me this, etc. So, I made all the decisions and just I'm asking God to execute these decisions for me. But let us see another type of prayer. When the Lord appeared to St. Paul on the road to Damascus, St. Paul asked the Lord, God, what do you want me 
to do. Big difference between I'm asking God to do things for me or I am here to do your will. That's why the Lord taught us in the Lord's Prayer to say, your will be done. We need to understand we are here for Him to execute His will, not the opposite. It's not God is there to execute our will. It is exactly the opposite. We are here to execute God's will. We are created for certain purpose and certain goal. And we are here to know what is our purpose, why God has created me, and to execute this goal in my life. As St. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, we are created for good works that God has prepared for us. So, before our creation, God prepared for each one of us certain works, certain goal. We're created for certain purpose. And we should be living to do this purpose. So, another point in our prayer, yes, we may share our requests or what we wish for before God. But we should understand ultimately we are here to execute His will. Our prayer should be like St. Paul. What do you want me to do? Every morning when I wake up, I ask God, what you want me to do this day? It's not the opposite. So, these are very important principles in the life of prayer. Prayer is the only way to receive the Holy Spirit. Prayer will be answered because God is our Father and He promised us to answer our prayers. We need to be persistent in our prayer. We need to teach our children how to pray. And in teaching them how to pray, we need to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and also to ask for the will of God to be done in our life and we, we should know that we are here to execute His will, not the opposite. I hope and pray we can dedicate today's liturgy and the whole week asking God to fill us with the Holy Spirit and to move our heart towards seeking his kingdom and his righteousness first, trusting that everything else he will give it to us according to his goodwill. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.